You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko. He's James Rapine. Today, we're joined by Cincinnati Bengals Director of Pro Scouting, Stephen Radicevic. He'll be with us for segments two and three of the show. And James, he broke some news to us while we were recording this very podcast. And you'll hear him say it very casually coming up. But Mike Daniels, as some people alluded to on Twitter, is back with the Cincinnati Bengals. I think he's in the building as we're recording this, signing his deal. They'll bring him back to be a three-tech rotational piece. And he quickly became a fan favorite. He's very energetic, let's say. He likes talking to to the media. He likes being a a public figure. And he'll be back with the Bengals to to play with Larry Ogunjobi. And they're hoping to get Rennell Wren healthy and and DJ Reader healthy. And will be very valuable depth, I think, for that defensive interior. The Bengals are smoking on that Steelers pack, Jake. The, the viral video from the Bengals locker room after that week 16, uh, week 15, Monday night football win where Mike Daniels, man, in the coat, the fur coat, talking trash in the sunglasses. I like Mike a lot. And you bring him back. They were in on Jaron Reed. They were in on some of these guys. But it just made sense. He's a leader in the locker room, uh, certainly a guy that as you transition from the Geno Atkins era, having another veteran like him in there, uh, you're probably going to en- end up adding a young body in the draft good to have someone like Mike Daniels around. And uh, the, the other thing he's good for, and I'm sure we'll lean on him a couple times for this during the year, praising Joe Burrow. I'm not sure anyone's as good a, a, at praising Joe Burrow as Mike Daniels. So that'll be good as well. But uh, yeah, th- this, uh, I, I assume it's a one-year deal. I haven't seen terms yet, but uh, really, really good news to see him stick around. And uh, the the funny thing is, Jake, I think back to both of our off-season plans when we put together off-season plans on this podcast, you did one, I did one, If assuming or, or pretending, I guess, that we were uh, GM of the Cincinnati Bengals. And guess what we both did? Brought Mike Daniels back. So the Bengals did something that we both wanted to do. Did I do that? I don't remember that. But I, I'm not opposed at all. I think it's a great intangible <laughs> signing. I, I do think that the locker room presence for, for Mike Daniels does matter. I'm not sure it like moves the needle a ton in terms of the defense itself. He he was on this defensive line last year when they struggled, even when Carl Lawson and Sam Hubbard were on the field with him. He obviously didn't get to play with with DJ Reader since since DJ Reader got hurt, but I, I don't think this is a bad move by any means. I think it's quality depth for sure. And he's got a great personality. So so in that regard I'm excited to see him back, and and I think that he will be a positive influence in the locker room. And so, yeah, I, I'll give them a a little bit of applause for for bringing Mike Daniels back. I just from from a football perspective, on field perspective, I, I mean, quality depth for sure, but not difference making. You know, sure, he's not, not, not what the, he once was. No. Not, not that every move has to be different difference making, I guess. I, I'm not saying this is a bad move, I guess. But like th- this reminds me of the way Bengals fans reacted to, to Quentin Spain coming back. Like, yeah, it's it's a great depth move and, and he can be a viable player and, and he's a good player. But 
Like he's not going to, he's not going to be a pro bowler. Right. So sure. like, let's not, let's not hype it up in terms of our expectations for him that much. Cause that's not fair to him. He's going to be a good rotational player and, and that's great. And it needed to happen, right? They needed someone to do that. It, it fills a role. It's a, a, a guy, again, you bring back to one fill a role to help in the locker room and hopefully turn things around. And I, I'm glad he's back. I think he was a, a welcome addition last year, but you're right. The defensive line now isn't suddenly crazy. Here's what I want from Mike Daniels. I want him to stay healthy and, and and have health in that rotational role because he got dinged up last year. And this dude, I'll tell you what, I've watched a lot of Bengals great defensive players, including Vontez Perfect, obviously, Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, all these guys over the past six, seven years. I don't know if anyone plays with more intensity during practice than Mike Daniels. The dude in one-on-ones, it's uh, it's intense. And if fans go out to training camp this year, they'll be able to see it. I'm not sure if you'll be allowed yet or not or what the, the plans will be. But uh, Mike Daniels is certainly a, name to, a guy to watch during camp and during practice. Really like the the workout videos that he puts up. Like, he goes hard. He does go hard. You're right about that. One other quick piece of news. We knew this was coming, James. 17 games officially in the regular season for 2021, which means... The Bengals get one more regular season home game this year. And how is that? I mean, I thought for sure the way things tend to go on the schedule for the Bengals, this was going to be an extra road game, but it will be, I guess, in 2022 and 2021, they lose one preseason home game. For those of you that really like the fake football part, you don't get to go to that preseason game. I'm sorry, but now one more regular season home game, which I think in the first year this is happening. I'll take it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty cool. And who knows who's going to be the quarterback, by the way? Is it Justin Fields in the San Francisco 49ers going up against Joe Burrow? Is it Mac Jones, the guy who said the Alabama Crimson Tide of 2020 were better than Joe Burrow's 2019 LSU Tigers? Who knows? Maybe it'll be just Jimmy Garoppolo, which would be boring. But (laughs) regardless, uh, another home game. And one less preseason game, which uh, I I think will be nice, honestly, for fans because you have one more game that matters at PBS. More games with fans at home in Paul Brown Stadium during the regular season. I think that's something to get excited about for sure. Also, I hope you're excited to listen to our conversation with Cincinnati Bengals Director of Pro Scouting, Steve Radicevic. We talked to him about the defensive signings in free agency, how well things went according to plan, how he's feeling about some things heading into the draft. That's going to start coming up next. We talk about it all the time. Built Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. You have fitness goals. Maybe you're trying to shed a few quarantine pounds. Built Bar is going to help get you there because they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, an amazing taste, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. And right now it's Built Bar Madness as they search for the number one protein bar on the planet, you got to check out BuiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. And while you're there voting and crowning a new Built Bar, and not only Built Bar, but king of protein bars, a protein bar champion, make sure you use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. We're now joined by Bengals Director of Pro Scouting, Steve Radicevic. Steve, how's it going? I know a busy day with Pro Days. Thanks for joining us. It's great. Thank you guys for having me on here. Really excited to get a chance to talk with you. 
as I said, director of pro scouting. So I thought we would start with uh, a little bit of a recap or a review of some of the free agency activity, a very heavy defensive focus. And I know that plans change and Duke and Zach both talked about it in their press conferences before free agency, the need to remain agile and, and adapt to the market as it changes. Did things go according to plan or, or how many times did the plan change where you landed on so many defensive players when we, for example, thought there might be more of an offensive focus? Um, surprisingly, it actually stayed true to what we were looking to do. Uh, you know, there were some there were some offensive linemen that we were targeting. And uh, unfortunately, some of those guys got extended or uh, or stayed with their current teams or uh, or we're going to break the bank. And uh, and that was going to be the one or, you know, maybe two two signings that we would have had had we gotten those guys. Um, and with the way we we're set up, we knew we had a bunch of holes and we had to be creative and find ways to fill as many as, as, as those holes as we could. So, um, you know, when those top offensive linemen were gone, um, you know, we kind of focused on defense and, uh, and that's the way we went. As far as the defense goes, uh, obviously a ton of new faces, not just over the past couple of weeks, but even last year, what goes into that vision and, and how do you, as a pro scout, look at look at it and then communicate with Lou Anarumo and the defensive coaching staff, for example. And, and how does, this, I guess, that plan all come together? Well, I think uh, I know we want guys that are physical and we want guys that want to win. And uh, really, that's been our focus, you know, the last two off seasons here. When you look back at uh, guys like Bomb Bell and uh, unfortunately, Trey Wayne's got hurt and DJ Reader, uh, you know, the three guys those three guys that we added last off season uh, are all hungry and they all want to win. They're all physical. Um, and then you look at the draft picks that we had last year with Burrow and Higgins and, uh, and Logan Wilson, uh, Akeem Davis Gaither. Uh, you know, all those guys were leaders, captains, um, same thing. They're all physical guys. You know, the defensive guys, at least were all physical guys. And, uh, and that's, you know, going into this off season, you could see the guys that we added with Trey Hendrickson, uh, Mike Hilton, uh, uh, Cheeto on the outside, uh, Larry O, Ricardo Allen, uh, you know, all those guys are going to bring some sort of physicality to the game and they all want to win and they're all uh, great team leaders. So, uh, you know, that's really on, at least on the defensive side of the ball, that was our focus uh, going into this off season. So. Seemed like there were two major areas of focus on that defensive side of the ball, really overhauling the secondary in a lot of ways with, with a bunch of new cornerbacks. Well, two new cornerbacks that are expected to start, I think, in, in Nelson and or, or in uh, Hilton and in uh, Cheeto. And you've got a new some, some new safety depth in Eli Apple and Ricardo Allen at corner and safety, sorry. Um, what What drove those specific targets i know that mike hilton known for being a playmaker versatile guy good blitzer cheeto uh, an incredible athlete has generally graded better in the the grading services available to the public in zone coverage the man coverage is that something that comes from a conversation with lou and his plan for the secondary this year or is it a traits thing or, or how did you land on those players as targets a little bit of both i think you adapt with the players that you have and uh and uh, we felt like both of those guys fit our scheme. Uh, you know, it was hard. We knew what the corner market was going to be. We knew there was a couple guys at the top 
Will Jackson being one of those guys, uh, you know, who we would love to have, we would have loved to have back. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out, uh, but we were able to add two guys there. And, uh, and we felt those guys were going to fit, you know, our scheme and fit what we were trying to do as a, co- you know, on the culture side of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're lucky to end up with two, two starters where we needed them, you know? Yeah. The, the Bengals have been uh, just more active over the past couple of years in free agency. It, it certainly feels that way. Has that been more fun for you to, uh, to, to probably evaluate guys? You've probably been evaluating them, right? But now uh, those guys that you evaluate, they're, they're coming through the door on, on big money deals. Oh, it's been, uh, it's been great. And, uh, and the ownership's been great to work with. The coaches have been great to work with. And, uh, and I know a lot of our players, you know, have relationships with these guys on other teams and are trying to pull them to come here and, and, uh, you know, selling what the vision is here. And, uh, and obviously when you have the quarterback and, and, uh, his appeal is, uh, is a big factor and guys wanting to play here. So it's been, it's been pretty fun, especially this last off season, getting guys to come. Looking at the guys that you did add, I, I mentioned the corners. That was a big area of emphasis. Defensive line was another one with Larry Ogunjobi and Trey Hendrickson being the two, the two big ones. Certainly. And, and I think, you know, expecting Josh Tupo to come back, really like what he brings as some, some depth and a rotational piece of defensive tackle. Is, is there a sense in the building at this point that you guys are pretty happy with the pieces you have from a, from a pass rush perspective in particular, because that seemed like a, a big talking point and a big point of emphasis going into the off season as well. Yeah, we're definitely happy with the, with the guys that we added um, on the D line. Uh, you're always going to look and want more. Uh, but those guys are definitely going to upgrade us from what we had last year. Uh, you know, Larry obviously is going to be a, uh, a penetrator and uh, they were playing him more of his nose in Cleveland. And we do think he'll benefit, you know, playing more at three technique this year. And uh, and then Trey's, Trey's going to be a high motor guy and active as a pass rusher. And uh, so we're excited to see those two guys go. They're going to upgrade us from a pass rush standpoint. And then, uh, and then, yeah, like I said, we're going to have some key guys coming back uh, that did not play last year. Um, you know, we have to get Rennell ha- healthy and uh, Josh Tupau coming back. We'll see what he looks like. And, uh, and we actually just signed Mike Daniels back. So that'll be a good, another good get for us. So, uh, yeah, I do. I, you know, obviously you're going to look, if you can upgrade the D-line and, and uh, the depth, we're going to try to do it. So we'll see, see how it goes. How unique has it been uh, with kind of the the state of the league? You know, guys like Jaron Reed, for example, he randomly gets released and he's picked up a, a couple of days later. But that's happening like crazy with all the cap casualties and stuff. How hectic has your life been? I mean, you can't predict everybody that's going to get released. I don't think that was necessarily a guy uh, in Reed's case where people assume that he was going to be gone. Did you have to do some quick scouting on him? And how many times have you had to pivot and, and do stuff yeah. like that and work on the fly? Yeah, it, uh, a good amount with those guys that are cut. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we put together a cap casualty list of guys that we thought would get let go. And um, just somewhat did, you know, some homework on them and, and uh, as much as we could. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, same, you know, when a guy like Jaron Lee Reed gets let go, um, you're on, I'm on the phone immediately. Coaches are on the phone calling their contacts. Uh, I'm calling my contacts and uh, trying to get the character, the background on these guys. Uh, obviously, you have the stuff when they came out. And, um, 
that's helpful, but you don't know what they've been like the last few years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been hectic from that standpoint and uh, with the background, but it's been uh, coaches have been a big help. And even some of our players have been good to call on and, and they have relationships with a lot of these players. So it's been, it's been good. We'll shift gears and talk offense a little bit. Talk about the draft as we wrap up with Steve coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on any sports action you want. Whether it's the end of March Madness, whether it's NFL draft prop bets, NFL futures, the Cincinnati Bengals over under for wins in 2021, whether it's TV shows, whether it's awards, whether it's reality TV, Bet Online has odds for things that I haven't even thought of and makes it incredibly convenient and easy for you to get real-time updated odds when you're placing your bets. They've got you covered for news. They've got you covered for scores. And it's all in one place at betonline.ag. Head over to the website right now. You can sign up using promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is free money from betonline.ag. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. On the offensive side of the ball, there's been one significant acquisition from an external source, and that is Riley Reef, of course, played left tackle for the Vikings, had a little bit of right tackle back in Detroit, has said that he's willing to play guard. One of the things that I find really interesting about Reef is that from an athletic perspective and a build perspective, very similar to Jonah, the, the 33 and, and a quarter inch arms and similar height, weight combinations, similar testing even in some in some aspects. What was it about Riley Reef when you guys were looking at the offensive line options available to you made him a really attractive candidate to come in for the Bengals this year? A lot of what they did in, on offense in Minnesota is be similar to what we're, we're doing here. Uh, you know, he's really athletic. He can get out on the wide zone runs and uh, and he's got position flexibility to him where he can play left tackle, he can play right tackle, feel like he can play inside if he had to. Um, you know, he's really, like I said, he brings a lot of versatility to him and, and a great locker room guy, great veteranship, uh, veteran leadership that he's going to bring with him and, uh, and something that that room has missed for some time. So, uh, he was a really good get and I'm fired up that we were able to get him. I think a lot of people, when they look at the offensive line, um, certainly some, some question marks and, and concerns, uh, given how Joe went down and everything that goes into that, um, how, how has that plan gone? I guess I know you, you mentioned that you plan on going after some of the big guys early in free agency, and it, it didn't happen. Not, not that Reef isn't a big signing because I think he is, but uh, overall, compared to what your plan was before free agency started, offensive line wise, how is it looking now? If if that's if that makes sense, I think uh, there's still some time between now and the draft, and uh, and I do like I do like the depth in this draft at that position. Um, you know, we'll see how it shakes out, but I, uh, you know, obviously going into free agency, you wish we could have done more. You wish there were more players there available. Sure. Um, they're just, it, it didn't shake out that way. And, uh, sure. There, there may be some guys on the street that have the name. Um, but when you watch the tape, it doesn't match. And, uh, you know, to me, we feel good. We feel like we've got guys that, that are, uh, comparable, you know, and, uh, you don't have to overspend to get, guys that are on the street right now when we feel like we have guys that are similar on our roster right now and uh, we're going to 
try to upgrade as we go and, and we'll see what, what comes through the draft. Looks like you might also be in line for a third round compensatory pick if Carl Lawson plays enough up in New York based on what we know as a public about the mysterious compensatory draft pick formula. So uh, does, does that play into things at all at this point? Are you, are you guys still in the unrestricted free agent market or, or are you kind of thinking at this point it would have to really blow us away to be worth that sort of investment versus the street free agents that are available or waiting until after the draft? I don't think you're ever going to turn down a good player if it's the right fit and, and if he's going to help you win games. Um, but yeah, right now I think we're just, we're just going to see what comes, comes through here in the next week or two or, and, uh, and see what happens up until the draft. But I, uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it, but we'll see what shakes out here in the next couple of weeks. And was that always part of the plan? I mean, it's, it's no secret that this is a, a really good class of offensive linemen. I mean, we've, we've talked about it a ton here on the podcast, not just in round one either. Does that, that obviously probably is a factor when you're, you're looking at, here's what we're going to do overall this off season. I'm sure that the depth at certain positions uh, is, is a big thing there. Well, let me ask you this. Do you agree? Do you think it is deep at uh, in the offensive line room here in the draft? Uh, I do. Yeah. I, uh, I think there's good players all throughout and um, guys that would help us out. And uh, like I said, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, it's almost similar to the way the linebacker situation shook out for us last year. And, and uh, there were some guys, a couple guys at the top that, um, you know, I think people were upset that we did not go after. And uh, a lot of those guys ended up getting overpaid. And uh, we feel like we got a good one with Logan Wilson. And, uh, you know, he showed glimpses of it last year. And uh, I think he'll get the keys to the defense this year. And, uh, you guys will get to see what he's what he's made of, but we we've got high hopes for him and, and feel like it felt like it feels like it worked out at that spot for us. So I think you're right that the two years in a row it does feel like the draft lines up with the perceived team needs from from our external perspective. Last year, you know, T. Higgins in the second round, great wide receiver class, looking for a wide receiver of the future a little bit. You get T at 33, you get the linebackers in three and four. Obviously, you get Joe at the top, and, and that works out really well. This year, it, it looks like going into the draft, the, the current debate on Bengals Twitter, which I'm sure you're at least tangentially aware of, is Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell at number five. And, and then there's the trade back group, and then there's the, the minority at this point that still wants to talk about Kyle Pitts. And I, I get why all of those are attractive options in their own right. How, how is a team looking at the roster going into the draft. I know you can't tell me what your plans are, but what are the what are the feelings around need versus value where you're projected to pick right now? I feel like uh, I feel like free agency we uh, we ended up taking addressing a lot of different spots on both sides of the ball really. And um, I think at that spot, you know you you can take the best player there and uh, and really, all throughout the draft. I, uh, I don't see it at a spot where I feel like we need to take this guy or uh, in the second round, I feel like we got to target this position. I think, I think Mike and Duke and, and, and the rest of the guys are going to do a good job, but these are the target players at each round and, uh, and we'll see how the, how it falls. But I, uh, I, like I said, I think free agency kind of set it up to where we can, uh, we can take the best player there. 
As, as far as numbers go with the, the pro days and everything like that, I, I mean, offensive line-wise at least, it's it's a freakish athletic class based on the numbers. Do you take that into consideration, the fact that you're not at the combine, that they're all you know at the, the school specifically and stuff like that from a numbers perspective, or do you treat it just like any other year? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think more so you just go off of what you see on the tape, and uh, mm-hmm. some workouts may uh, – may ding a little guy or may ding a player a little bit, or they may help him a little bit. Uh, but I think ultimately you always go back to the film and, and what the player put out on tape is always going to be the most important thing. Steven, we really appreciate your time and joining the podcast today and, and recapping the free agency experience a little bit, looking ahead to the draft. Good luck the rest of the way. Got some big pro days coming up. I know. I hope you enjoy them. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We've got the weekend mailbag coming up in just a couple of days. We've got Jamar Chase's Pro Day down at LSU coming up on Wednesday. As you're listening to this episode, we'll break down all of that for you on the next episode. Until then, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one.